you see the rings that you analyzed, but it's Gucci though. Still. What does that mean? I mean, that's just a yeah. name. Everyone is out to get you, period. Gucci establishes a name, then you believe in that name, and then they could sell you some junk, and that's when they make their money. So you do good business. Basically. Yes. Well, we just popped off with Shaquille O'Neal, Cardi B, Mr. Beast of Tony O'Brown, Prime, uh, Logan Paul, and uh, KSI and that whole crew. Right now I'm building a brand. I'm not interested in milking somebody for as much money as possible, but I want to build a brand that after I'm dead is still selling jewelry. Yeah, but the, the winner, of the, here's the prize. You know what I'm saying? So if you could guess the price of this chain, you get to keep it. It's a white gold 14 carat diamond Cuban. What? Yo, 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 what are you doing? I'm giving you unbelievable content for the masses. And you just gonna keep it to yourself? Do me a favor, tap that red button right there, subscribe, and it literally takes no time. Try to see what happens. Yo, what's good? What's poppin'? What it is, what it ain't, what it could be, what it should be, what it would be. I'm Cam Newton, the son, Mr. Boogie to all, coming to you with another episode of Funky Friday. And I promise to give good content for the masses, but most of all, I promise to keep it funky for your asses. Now, I am extremely excited for this episode because we're going to unravel or get to the bottom of a lot of stuff for the culture, especially in this jury industry. I present the sum and introduce the others. Maxud Agdagdani, but you may know him as Trax or Trax NYC. Thank you for having me, Cam. It's a, it's a privilege. It's an honor. You know what I'm saying? It's so much that I want to talk about, bro. Right. Well, well, what do you want to start with? First off, I mean, the resume, born in Azerbaijan. Yes. Right? Baku, Azerbaijan. Yeah. Baku. Uh, the mother of my one of the mother of my children is from Azul. Had a cool moment prior to the show because I called her to call, see if somebody was lying to see. Right. What, what language were you guys speaking? Russian. Russia. Right, it was part of the Soviet Union, and um, uh, we came around the same time. I mean, how old is she? If you don't mind my asking. I do best with you. She's 37? Same age as me. So we came in 1993. Mm. Right, 93, 92. So is she Jewish? No. All right, because I came as a Jewish refugee. I don't know how she got here, but... So yeah. there was a war between um, uh, Armenia and Azerbaijan at that time, which they restarted one reason or another, and that's why people were able to get out of there at that time. Is that your edge? Is that my edge? Like you're like every time I talk to a, a, a refugee, right? Right? Like they feel like that's their edge to like life, you know, and business and, and just living. And like yeah, well, that was a life experience, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You're, you're not starting out living in American culture. You're starting out living in a completely different culture. Then it's time to pack your bags. Shit hits the fan. It's time to pack your bags with your family and start again. And that builds character, obviously. Yeah. You know, whatever it takes is what really gives. And um, uh, that was uh, good, you know, in, in, in retrospect. That was a good experience. It puts you into perspective. Mm-hmm. So, 37 years old. Yep. Family. I have a sister and my parents, you know, and cousins. And I, Personally. I didn't, I didn't start my own family. I don't have any baby mamas. Damn, what you trying? What you trying? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't have any. I mean, uh, you know, maybe I'm late to the game. Do you want to have a family? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's about time I'm late, like I said. But you got a lot of watches to tell the time. Yeah. Now, 
how did we get to this moment? If you had to go back, right, right, stopping where you at right now, or right. halting where you are right now, right, right, right. what age was you like, yo? You know, my glory years are just starting. That's the crazy part. You know, I'm not an athlete. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not like I look over my shoulder and remember when it was, you know, champagne in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? All, all of my was, was on the grind, battling these animals in the Diamond District, mm-hmm. tooth and nail. You know, I'm uh, building my name. And now it's coming to fruition. Now it's, it's bearing fruit. Yeah. So now I have a company that brings in capital. And now I could go fly out to Dallas to see... DJ Diesel or to come out to Atlanta to see you and do business yeah. and you know what I'm saying? I have my money correct and so on and so forth. So, but in my 20s, I don't even remember where I was or what I did. I was on the grind, mm-hmm. 12 hours a day. Didn't even have time to drink water sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Throughout the day, just so busy trying to figure shit out. Motherfuckers, you know, I had a, a good kind heart. They were jumping on my back, trying to take advantage of me. I was naive. Mm. So, you know, I had a lot of scars from that and, um, uh, you know, I learned and then I was able to, you know, I started the business when I was 18 and I'm turning 37 today. That's 19 years today. Happy birthday. Thank you, bro. Thank you. That's that's the fact that you're just so reserved and settled. You know what I'm saying? That says a lot about you, too. So how like how did we get to this point of the jury industry being your out or your way to, you know, more? Well, listen, I graduated high school and um, I needed to make money. I'm not going to school. I'm not listening to the teachers. I'm not doing that. And at that time, eBay was coming up. Mm. And uh, I realized I could get on the eBay market. So I started photographing jewelry at this jewelry store I found and putting it up on eBay. And when I would sell something, then I would go to the jewelry store, buy it, and then ship it and keep the difference. So I didn't have any starting capital. It was about 1500 bucks, really. And I was able to buy a digital camera, photograph, get people's attention, and uh, utilize the brand new marketplace at that time, which was eBay, and start building a business and get my foot through the door. Because I wanted to make money and get going. And, um, uh, you know, uh, jewelry was exclusive to New York. You could put it online. People around the country... And, you know, don't have access to the cutting edge of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was able to start uh, that journey to build a life, you know, get, get, get my dollar. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's really what it was. So at what age did, I mean, did it, did it kind of make sense to you, right? Or who was doing it in a way that caught your eye like, yo, I can make money selling jewelry. Or to the point of I can turn a profit yeah. In this in this specific space. I didn't even think that I could. You know, I just tried it. I said, you know, let me try this before I, I go to co- college and get a C minus average, uh, you know, trying to make it through the day. Um, well, let me go and photograph this piece. I sold it. Um, and then I realized I could do another one. I sold that one. And then I realized, all right, now it's time to take it serious, photograph some stuff, hire my friend to edit and Day by day, I was getting my, you know, if I had, if I believed in myself, I would have been a hundred million dollars strong right now. That was a wide open market. I could have made a million my first year. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But because I was pussyfooting around, scared, thinking, will I ever make money? Will I ever conquer this business? Will I ever make my name for myself? Doubting myself all the time. I um, uh, played myself, essentially. So, But how? How? Because at that time, all I had to do was buy a couple of castings, 
set a couple of diamonds, work out with the diamond dealers, and I would have been making $100,000 a month. But instead, I was taking a picture. Wait, stop. <laughs> stop. Grossing or profit? Profit. 100 grand at 19, 18 per month was on the table. Looking back now, realizing how I was uh, being a little bitch and crying at the, at, the, at the edge of my bed, thinking, will I ever make it? When there was a big, vast, all you had to do was throw the net out there. There was yeah. fish in there. You got It's abundance. It's already, the it, market was already It, it was there. It was 2004. There was no economic collapse. There was no nothing. Everything was there. The customers were piling up. And I was the first one on eBay. You know, even with all the, 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 the pussy uh, footing around, eBay invited me to Congress. I lobbied in Congress because I was in the top 1% of sellers. So, you know, and I'm looking back at that now and I'm thinking, damn, man, if I tuned out all the bullshit, mm. all of my friends popping pills, smoking blunts, driving around the neighborhood, and so if I tuned all that out and really focused and believed where I had the left foot, you know what I'm saying? Where I was testing the waters. If I just put both feet in, yeah, hundred million dollars right now. By now, yeah, private so, jet. <laughs> to that point, break down. Because I'm really excited that I have a. Um, you have all the answers to any question. You any question in, in 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 jury, I have yeah. an answer to. Yeah. How do you make your money? Is it the is it? Obviously, you said cost, goods, labor, yeah. everything else is profit. Right. Well, right now I'm selling three point five million dollars a month. Hold up. Wait. Who? Three point five million a month. You know, oh. forty million a year. M or a B. M, okay. million, million. So, you know, 40 million a year thereabouts with Christmas season and so on and so forth. Um, and, uh, you know, the cost of goods is about, between me and you and whoever's watching for their educational purposes, about 2.6 million on that. Okay? So that's a million dollars a month gross. But, you know, there's the rent, the advertising, and the salaries of 60 people. Hold on, check. And that's check. coming out to 600 grand. 700 grand a month a month so that's that's your overhead that's my overhead okay and the rest of the money goes into new inventory more gold more shit but i was able to stretch that profit margin because yeah. now i produce before i was getting hit in the head you know like i'm producing it myself so like you know if i was honda i would have the honda factory not the dealership yeah you know what i'm saying because if you're just a dealership your margins are nothing so in more lamest terms, yeah. if you're just a dealer, yeah. you don't make the money. If you're if you're the plug, yeah. right, producing it, yeah, yeah, in different type of commodity, right, that's when you make the money. Yeah, you make you, you make double. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if it, sometimes the dealer or the producer has to get a dealer to distribute. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, uh, you know, if you we'll, we'll use the metaphor, um, uh, Scarface, which I'm sure you've seen. Yeah, you had Tony Montana. And then you had, um, uh, what was the other guy's name? I forgot. Back in Bolivia. Um, uh, the, the, the big producer that he, you know, in the end had him killed or whatever it is. Was it, that wasn't his friend. No, that wasn't his friend. I mean, what, does anybody remember the guy's name or whatever? So um, uh, the guy in Bolivia, he was producing the, 
uh, you know, uh, the powder, so to speak. And then Tony would be distributing it in uh, Miami. Yeah. They were both making money. However, you know, had he had his own plantations in Bolivia, yeah. he would be making more. Or that guy would be have his own distribution, he'd be making more. So I'm more of the Boston George and Diego, the blow. Sure. Yeah. So when he first came on the scene, obviously it was just, you know, he was getting served from somebody else, not the, necessarily the plug. Right. There was a scene in Blow where... Uh, He's holding back the plug. George goes to uh, Colombia right. to meet, uh, as we know, Pablo Escobar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now he got, obviously, the graces from him. Right. So... Yeah, so I control my own operation on that end. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have any loose ends. I don't have anybody outside. But I have to share the money. That's where the expenses comes in. There's no way around it. You know, I don't want to sit here, wake up in the morning, talk to clients and sell the jewelry and shit. So I just want to produce it and have sales guys pay them well. People making 100, they're making 150 a year. They can make 200, uh, you know, grand a year uh, working for me, guys, that, you know, that know how to do a fair business and, and keep their nose clean or whatever it is. So, you know, like, and then you got to regulate and you got to know people, and, you know what I'm saying? That's the business. So I'm little by little expanding on that end mm -hmm. and trying to make up for lost times. Yeah. Well, can't cry over spoiled milk. That's what we all know about life. Yeah. I think you knowing the mistakes or the hindrances that you had early yeah. on in your life, that has produced the person that we see today. Yeah. One thing that I will say is that I'm most intrigued about hearing your story right here is who taught you about business? Um, you know, my uncle was, he made a lot of money even in the Soviet Union. And I seen that and I believed that the money was out there. I just had a knack for it. You know what I'm saying? I just couldn't wait to get a product into the marketplace. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I had an itch for it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I can't wait to get a product into the marketplace. And then I learned, and then Warren Buffett, was when it all clicked in. That's when I realized I made all the mistakes that I made because I'm seeing what he's saying and I'm like, damn, you know, I should have just trusted my instincts. The yeah. market was there. Everything was there. So, you know, there's simple rules to follow in business. And if you follow them, you know, you're just guaranteed success, essentially. Give me that. Give me one of those simple rules. There was one um, uh, metaphor that Warren Buffett and his, and his partner, Charlie Munger, used. You know, Warren Buffett, he's got... $105 billion, he's one of the top three, top five richest people in America, you know, buying businesses, whatever. And, um, um, you know, he tells a story, he's like, yo, this guy comes in with a horse. It's a beautiful horse, he comes to the vet. And he's like, yo, this horse is amazing, it rides well, it's an amazing horse. I just got one problem, once in a while, it turns around and bites me. And the vet goes, the next time it stops biting you, sell it. You're not fixing that horse. Don't waste your time. You know what I'm saying? If you have a problem person that's doing having a problem or this and that, forget it. Move on. Don't waste your time. Get rid of them. Go on to the people that work and that everything is smooth. Even you're running an operation over here. Everyone's a pro. No one's wasting time. No one's bullshitting around. You know what I'm saying? I'm impressed with everybody here. I'm, I'm analyzing the operation. Mm. Right? And you, you figure that out or whoever you're doing businesses or whatever it is. But if someone's wasting your time, that's something I was like a therapist. Oh, this person, give them a chance. Mm. Oh, come on, correct this behavior. Mm. Why are you falling? Why is this falling through the cracks? Fuck all that. If someone doesn't know how to get their shit together, goodbye. Right okay. away. 
Just that, yeah, that easy. Keep it moving. Keep it moving with the right people, the right team. Because one lesson I learned, and, and it was like an extraordinary lesson, the situation I was in. That when I realized, I'm like, what am I doing with these fucking people? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had a letter coming from American Express. I was behind. I was in debt. I was all fucked up. The letter comes in and says, hey, you know, you sell a lot of uh, uh, volume on credit cards. We'll give you $700,000. Some employee of mine saw that letter, crumpled it up, threw it in the trash. Said, fuck $700,000. Fuck Max. I want my paycheck on Friday. I'm out of here. Another employee walked past the trash, saw the letter in there, took it out, got me the loan for $700,000. That's why I'm sitting here today with you. So think about the two different people I had in my life. Mm. One took me and put me in the garbage. And one took me out of the garbage and put me on top. So what's the point of having people that are going to put you in the garbage around you? That's my fault. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Get rid of them, get them out of the game, get them out of there, put them out with the people that want to fuck around. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, drop it, this, that. And that's it. You got to, and, and, and when you look in the face of it, that rule seems so simple. Yeah. Why would you want to throw a ball to somebody who's not going to fucking catch it and then go in the locker room and tell them, yo, bro, you got to do this. You got to fuck all that. If they're not going to catch it, get the fuck up out of here, bro. I'm throwing it to that guy who's, who's consistent. Don't waste your time. You're not fixing them. You're not doing none of that, especially in business. That was just one of them, you know? I would hate, oh, I would love to see the rest of those damn things. Let me tell you something, Max. Bro, that shit was so plain. Because there's so many times in life we hold on to yeah. what could be. Right. Rather than the B is happening every single day. Except the facts. Except what it is. Yeah. How many times until you just say, you know what, cool? Yeah, you know, of three. You know, three strikes, bro. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You give a person a, a second chance or whatever it is, and you give them another chance, but if they're not cutting it, now they're cut, wasting your time. Mm. You're looking at them, you might have pity and you might have a warm heart. But they're going to take advantage of that, and you don't even know it. You're thinking you're giving a person a chance, but in the back of their mind, they're saying, oh, okay, he's letting me slide. I'm going to fuck him over again. Yeah. And when you realize that, that's when you get angry to kick him out. You know what I'm saying? Get him the fuck out. Get out. Yeah. So let's get, let's get into the clientele. Right. Which one or which client gave you the opportunity to be who you are today? I mean, Buster Rhymes was, um, uh, you know, my best client and my favorite client. Mm. You know, that was just recently. Um, uh, but I made him a ma massive chain. He hit me up. This Cuban link? Yeah. That's you? Yeah, that's me. Everybody in the world knows about that Cuban link, that monster Cuban link. He hit me up. And, um, uh, you know, off of uh, something weird that happened. Um, uh, he's been watching me for a while. And then, you know, I showed a chain and I said how much it is. And then he had a jeweler. And then he saw the price that I said. And then his jeweler just so happened to send him that same chain and tell him a completely different price. And he's looking at that and he's like, yo, why the fuck am I fucking with that guy when this guy's even saying this public? So he hit me up and we hit it off right away. And, you know, I stopped by and he stopped by and we were chilling and we were going to the club and we were doing all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, shout out to Buster Rhymes, and he was. We were on the phone for you know. We just had a, it was. It, it, we just clicked, and I had to come through for him, and I did. Mm. And this was how long ago? 
This was uh, months ago, really. I mean, I don't even remember at this but, point. Um, but early on in your career, I'm, I'm, I'm early on. dating back like the 18-year-old. Yes. Right? I, I, Diddy did something with me, but I, you know, I dropped the ball on that and he never spoke to me again. <laughs> because these so guys... You, you was the person that got kicked. Yeah. Well, these guys, you know what I'm saying? Well, people at the top, they follow that rule. Like, they don't even give you a, a half a second chance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're like, if you don't please me, justice, or on this and that, done. Out. You know what I'm saying? Any big celebrity, any big person, if you fuck up that first one, then, you know, they're not going to do nothing. But I was a kid. I fumbled it. He was doing some business. He did something for a Sweet 16, and the product wasn't what it was supposed to be because I was relying on other fucking idiots, and I didn't trust my instincts. I looked at the product. I'm like, yo, I don't think I should really give this to him. But then, you know, I closed my eyes, and, you know, uh, uh, and I said, you know what, let me just go for it. No. There's no going for it. And then I lost a client and I could have opportunity to fucking do something crazy. But I was in 19, 20 and shit. And then um, uh, there was other uh, opportunities there along the way. But I was already on the back foot at that point. Yeah. I'll say this and I'll share this with, with obviously the viewer. Uh, Miles Monroe has this quote that says, God doesn't bless you with things that you pray for. Mm -hmm. God blesses you with the thing that you can manage. Yes. So you think Anybody, you could change, you could be an athlete, you could be a real estate agent, you could be a whatever, an entrepreneur. Right. You're, not, you're not blessed by what you ask for, you're blessed by what you can manage. In, in some cases, you know, I don't want to uh, speak on the, on, the, on the operation, but from my personal point of view, God blessed me with absolutely everything in every way, but I didn't take it off the table. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so whose fault is that? Explain that, taking off the table. Again, I mean, you know, it was all there. I had the instincts. I had the know-how. Yeah. And, you know, if I maintained faith and focused on that, uh, uh, on that, you know, I see in hindsight, like I said, everything was on the table. There was nothing else, you know. Um, uh, God's not going to make you a cheese sandwich. If you have already bread and cheese, you're on your own. You know what I'm saying? You can't ask for anything else. You, you know, there's people out there being born... Um, you know, with arm, without arms and legs, there's people on the front line of a war. They're the ones who should be asking for things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How am I going to ask this? I was born smart. And my parents, I had uh, two parents in my, in my home. They brought me to America. You know, I, I had the intellect to run, uh, to do business. I timed, I was timed to the market perfectly. The market was there. I just had to keep my head down. That's it. I mean, what else can I ask for? You know what I'm saying? So in my point of view, the blessing was there mm -hmm. and it was up to me to make the most of it as I, as I saw fit. And the mistakes I made were, you know, with doubt and with this and with that. And I had to learn from that. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Perfect. So before we get into the game, list off some people that you've worked with in the past. Well, we just popped off with, uh, with DJ Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, uh, Antonio Brown was a lot of fun. AB. Um, you know, we had a bunch of other people. Uh, Cardi B. Cardi. All right, a, a lot of athletes. Um, I'm, I'm not a pro with the athletes and their names, unfortunately. You know, I'm a slacker on that end. Mickey, you know, what are the names? Um, Gary Trent in the NBA. Gary Trent in the NBA. Yep. Mr. Beast, a fantastic client. He's still rocking with us. Uh, Prime, uh, Logan Paul, and uh, KSI and that whole crew. Yeah. So a couple of cool people, essentially. So you do good business. Basically. Yes. You know, um, uh, you have to, uh, when you have a client, you got two options. You could uh, milk them for as much as possible right then and there, 
or you could make less money and then keep them and hope they come back around and come back around. That's also your two options on how you handle that or find the balance of whatever it is. Right now, I'm building a brand. I'm not interested in milking somebody for as much money as possible. Some people take that route. Yeah. But I want to build a brand that after I'm dead is still selling jewelry. You sure. know, Like Cartier. Who started Cartier? Who started Rolex? Who started Audemars? They're all dead. Generations ago. But because they built the company the right way, they, the company outlives them. So that's a big deal when you're starting a brand. And I just want to build a brand that's going to outlive me at this point. So you mentioned somebody about, you know, AB. Yeah. A good friend of mine. Yeah. Right? You know, something that we've seen in news in the past, he right. sold a Richard Mill, a, right. a fake Richard Mill. Sure. Right? Right. How does this even happen? Right. He probably bought it and someone fucked him over. Probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some jeweler, you know, he's a trusting guy. You know, I'll tell you about AB, you know, like the hospitality is a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's a, you know, a pro athlete, uh, Super Bowl, touchdowns, whatever it is. And he's paying me money and letting me market his name and his brand. Mm. So he's buying something, right? He's just paying for materials. So it's a really, really good deal. He's not milking me. He's not greedy. He's letting me rock in his house and put his um, image out there where, you know, uh, it, it could cost a half a million dollars to do what he did for me. Correct. But he's paying me. So... So whatever got caught up or whatever watch or whatever fucked them over or so on and so forth, I don't really know how all that happened. I can't really speak on that. Yeah. But probably someone sold it to him and then he didn't want to take the loss and maybe, you know, he forwarded it off to someone else and someone was complaining and so on and so forth. But this is a pro athlete that led me rock in an amazing way and, you know, because I did that, it's probably why I'm sitting here to, to begin with. Yeah. But so. even then, it, it, it's so... I'm always asked why I don't wear jewelry. Jewelry meaning diamonds, right? Right now, you see the rings that you analyzed. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is gold-plated brass. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Right, but it's Gucci though. What Still, does that mean? I mean, that's just a nothing. Name. It's just a name. It's the reason that you gave him money. That's right, Gucci. So sure. Just like Tracks NYC. It's the reason. Like you want to build a brand that's right. sustainable. Right. That people feel secure in. Now, let me just give you a comment on that, right? Gucci establishes a name, then you believe in that name, and then they could sell you some junk and say, you know, and that's when they make their money. You know what I'm saying? That's really unfortunate. You know, even Tiffany & Co., they got the stores for the tourists where they're selling silver, they were the cost value is 50 bucks or something like that, and they're selling it 800 or whatever. Because people want the name and people want to be a part of it. They want to say Gucci, Tiffany, this and that. But that's the business side of it. Me, I don't give a fuck what the brand is. I want to look at the materials and how it's done, and that's just my style. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I have a very business mind. I don't buy into anything, and none of that means a damn thing to me. How are you able to identify a fake? Um, well, materials, you know, it speaks for itself. And some things can be, you know, I'd have to take it to a pro. You know, the, the hardest thing is gemstones. I had an Alexandriite about this big, $20 million. You know, I was working with these dealers that have crazy gemstones. You know, they're working with the mines, they're polishing it. Now, how the fuck do I know it's $20 million? Mm-hmm. Right? Because the people I'm doing business with, I, I know that they're not going to play around or else it's their head. They're not going to play around with me. 
But do I know? No, uh, um, no, I don't. It's it's a gemstone. It's a rock that's this big. That's twenty million dollars. But when you hear things like I certified or like whatever certificates that you right. may necessarily get, right. I. I don't know if a lot of people know. I read this uh, a couple years ago where Drew Brees and his wife right. uh, got screwed over by a bad deal in the jury industry. Yes. And nobody is susceptible from being played. Right. Like, you know, when people think about, especially in football, when you right. think about Drew Brees as a stand-up guy. Right? You got to have a good um, uh, Drew Brees. I don't know who he is, to be honest. But um, uh, you got to have a Hall good... Hall of Fame quarterback, New Orleans. Oh, uh, my bad. No, 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 no. I no, thought no. he was a jeweler for a second. No, 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 no. <laughs> he got played. He got played. Yeah, he got But when you trusted the wrong people, bro, you bought into the hype or something, something, something. They put on a dog and pony show. Yeah. And, you know, he bought into this or he bought into that. And sometimes these people get played and they get a sour taste in their mouth mm. because they're choosing the wrong people to do business with. But That's it. that right there, yeah. before we get into right. the game, how do you choose right. the fake, the phony, the right. fraud? How do I choose? Like what? Like, give me... Max's mentality in any time. When I'm fucking around in the Diamond District, you know what I'm saying? When I'm walking around, give me the cost price. You know what I'm saying? Give me the information, the carry weight, and this and that. As soon as somebody starts telling me a story or telling me a song and dance, nah, this is this. Like right now, I mean, you know, I'm glad you brought it up. Somebody sold me black diamond earrings or black diamonds because I'm going to turn them into earrings for... Um, uh, more per carat, I'm even going to say, it was 300 uh, uh, or 400 a carat. And black diamonds are cheaper, okay? And I'm used to paying 150 per carat. I fucking call this guy up, I'm like, yo, bro, why are you billing me? Because my staff is going in there to pick up these stones or whatever it is. Why are you billing me 400? He's like, oh, ours are double coated, ours are this. I'm like, you fucking playing games with me, bro? telling me a story about this, about that. Are you sure you're not just taking advantage of my employees that are coming in there, ordering things, and you're thinking, let me make a couple extra hundred bucks? Because if you are, it's your fucking head. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I mean, any story or any of that bullshit, that's really what it is. Fuck all that. What is the price? Let me double check the price with a couple of different people, then I'll know. Mm. You know what I'm saying? All right, you're buying a mansion. This mansion is $50 million. How the fuck are you going to know it's $50 million? Well, let me see the other ones. Oh, this one's 45, but that one looks a little bit better. So that would explain it. But then if you see a mansion for $20 million that looks just as good, then you're realizing maybe something's not on the up and up, right? You know, so you have, it's up to you to decide. Someone gives you a price, you double check, you pick who you like to do business with, and you do business. You could do business based on price, or you could do business based on product. You know, on how you like the, the business person that's giving you service and so on and so forth. But yeah, everyone is out to get you, period. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're out to get you. Or yeah, you want to, you know what I'm saying? You, you're, you're MVP or you got this much or yeah, you got paid that much in that contract. Yeah. Me too. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> tap in, bro. You know what I'm saying? I want in on that. Yeah. The, you know, that when you're in my business and you're dealing with that, you're realizing there's not as, as much love in this world as you think. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're waiting for an opportunity or they want to claw at you and they want to get you for some money or they want to do this and want to do that. You know, I'll say it like this so you be perspective. Cam Newton or this and that, fuck all that. I just want to make more money. That's yeah. it. And you know, you could show it, you could take the mask off and you could say, I'm going to do whatever I can to do this and to do that and to do this. And people will never do that. They'll sit yeah. here and they'll smile. Yeah, wow, here, there. But in the back of their mind, 
you know, they're chasing dollars, bro. So when someone comes around like your boy and um, uh, they see him, they're a target. Richard Meals, you could sit here. If I fuck this guy over, some of these, these guys that people that go to business with these, I don't want to mention the names because I don't want to kick anybody down a flight of steps right now, but yeah. they're sitting there and they're like, oh yeah, you want a $400,000 watch? Well, I could take a risk. Is this guy ever going to check his shit? Mm. Maybe I'll fucking give him a $50,000 watch for $400,000 and I'll make three fifty, dollars and boom, I'll flip that three fifty, dollars and I know I'm good. If he comes back around or there's a 30% chance he double checks, there's people walking around like that, like that right now. So that is a very big game. And some of the people in the Diamond District, the way they took advantage of so many people and got away with it, it's fucking crazy, bro. And the people still line up to do business with them because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know Let me saying? ask you this. I like your energy. Thank you. But I'm about to ask you something that may ruffle your feathers. You're not going to ruffle my feathers, bro. You sure? Yep. Have you ever fucked somebody over? Have I ever fucked somebody over? Um, uh, maybe a diamond dealer that I paid slower, but he made millions of dollars on me. This but one a, jerk. A client? A client? No. But why, though? But why? Because well, you're speaking about something that is like, yo, like, you got a lot of insight, and I'm receiving that, and obviously the viewer will receive I'm going to tell you a story before I answer that question. Hit me. One time, you know, Jay-Z wore black diamonds to um, the VMAs one time, mm -hmm. years ago, and it turned into a black diamond craze. Everybody wanted black diamonds. It's, it's funny because we mentioned, just mentioned black diamonds. And black diamonds are cheap. Mm -hmm. But there's an opportunity, Jay-Z Ward, nobody knows how much, you know how much a fucking black diamond is, bro. You I don't know, don't. You know it, it's, it's up in the air. That's an opportunity for me to make money. But guess what? This guy comes in, he was a vet, came in in uniform from Afghanistan, just got, you know, finished up, right? And I look at this guy, and a black diamond chain at that time cost me around 2,200 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I see this guy, I'm like, yo, I'm in the diamond district, I'm doing business making money, this guy's in the front lines, let me be a little bit of a patriot. He's asking for this black diamond chain. Mm -hmm. Let me give it to him for 2,400, mm -hmm. which is really, you know, 200 above 200, my cost, correct. but with expenses, I'm losing money. Mm -hmm. He looks at me and he's like, 2,400? This shit is fake. My boy just paid $8,000, you're trying to sell me fake shit. Hold on, 2,200? And he says somebody just paid 8000 Yeah, so my shit must be fake. So because this boy got ripped, got got, he's thinking my shit is fake. You see how backwards the world is? So if he walked in and I looked at him as a fucking target and I told him 10200 uh, and he knocked me down to $7,900. You're still making a profit. And I would have made six grand, he would have been happy. But because I honored him, he was unhappy. You understand? Mm. And that's when I realized I'm a fucking idiot. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a sales guy. That's why I got sales guy. Let them make the profit margin. Don't get greedy with the customer. Let's build a brand. Let's do something for real. And that's it. And that's how I handle it. On my own selling, I, I, fe I felt sorry. What the fuck am I doing? Feeling sorry for a guy in Afghanistan. Fuck him. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> put 6,000 on top, quadruple your money, keep it moving. And if I did that, he would have been happy. But that's the crazy part, you know what I'm saying? And I hope he remembers me some. I hope you're watching right now, bro. Salute. <laughs> but this is, this is the thing. This is the thing. To yeah. your point, this is yeah. my biggest issue with 
humans as a whole. Yeah. The culture, right, right, would say, ah, uh, Birkenbag, ah, uh, Richard, ah, right. uh, this, ah, uh, that. Right. The going right, the going rate right. for an average Richard Mill is what? The cheapest Richard Mill that you can get factory. Uh, what factory? I mean, they go down for the cheaper older models, 130, 130. 130. Yeah. We're talking about 130,000 out of 130 dollars, correct? Yeah, 130,000. 130,000. Yeah. So, as far as let's go to purses because the Richard is for the male. Right. Or let's say Rolex, right. like a day date, a date just or a sky dweller is yeah. the average price for that is you could go i mean the day justs are you know ten thousand around ten thousand yeah. so that's two examples that i want to use for the males right. now for the females a birkin bag are you familiar right. yes how much does a birkin bag cost i think they go for like 50 or, or somewhere around fifty thousand or fifty fifty thousand everything is in thousands okay the top thank you so it. much so right. fifty thousand dollar bag right. right what's more important having a coach purse that has fifty thousand dollars in the bag right. or a Birkin bag that right. is worth fifty thousand but only have fifty dollars in it. Right. It's even better. Fuck the coach bag with fifty thousand buy fifty thousand in Apple stock and just chill out for a couple of years and you know what I'm saying? But you'll never see your money. It's up in the air somewhere in Apple, but it'll come back to you 150, but now it comes back, what are you gonna do? Buy a Birkin bag again? I mean, it's a game. Money's a game. You could have it now or you could have more later. You could tighten your belt. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or whatever it is. If you want to have that image, that look, you might want to get that Birkin bag because that's going to get you the look that you want. But those, the people that are supposed to be buying Birkin bags for $50,000 are the ones that have money to burn. Mm. Period. That's who it's for. Right? You have $50 million. You already have, uh, you know, a $10 million property paid off, three cars in the garage. And now you, you know, you want to get your shorty a bag? Sure. But you want to look like that guy, you know, or the girl wants to look like that girl, then she wants to spend everything on that. And that's where the game begins. But people got to make their own choices. People in my culture and in my background, they will eat rice and water. And that's it. Forget about Birkin bag. And they will eat it and they will roll that money, roll that money, roll that money, roll that money. And sometimes they'll die and then their kids or we'll, we'll get the, the, the Birkin bag. The proceeds of yeah, the Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because they already get used to it. Some people that are so hungry, you know what I'm saying? They're like, I lived 30 years of my life without it. Now what am I going to do with it? Maybe they'll buy themselves something nice. Maybe they won't. But they already trained their mind to be so conservative with the money that by the time it's time to enjoy it or you have it already, it doesn't even matter. The, the, the habits set in. Yeah, I like that. Let's get into the game, man. Here we go, tracks. Let's put your knowledge of gems to the test, and we're gonna play the Price Is Right mm -hmm. with Tracks NYC. Okay. All right. I will show you an image of some very famous jewelry. Okay. Guess the retail price. All right. If you are close, you get a point. Okay. If you don't, you don't. I look like an idiot. Right. Say less. All right. <laughs> Everything is on the table right now. Let's the people All right, let's know do if it. you know what the hell you're talking about. You ready? Yep. First up. We got Beyonce. Right. She's wearing a 400 carat right. Lorraine Schwartz necklace. Right. What's the retail price of this? 400 carat monster stones. Um, 100 million. 100 million? Yes. I'd say something around that number around there. Mm. What do you got? 12 million. 
12 million? Well, you know, that's the retail on that? Talk to me. Like, that's, a, that's, a, that's a steal, that's a deal. I mean, the retail on, on something from a designer, mm -hmm. it's crazy figures for those massive stones. But my, but my question is, do you think Beyonce has this in her, um, let's say her closet? Or right. Um, they usually work out uh, a deal to have them uh, wear that or they could pay them. Everybody has their own individual deal. Mm. You know, um, but usually Van Cleef and something like that, those things can be, but those, those are massive, massive diamonds, 400 carats. Yeah. Amongst other things. Yeah. Alrighty, moving right along, we got Quavo Emerald Cut Diamond Grill. Right. So that could be, you know, let's say 40 grand. What do we have? 250,000. Well, that's a rip off, 250,000. I mean, that grill is 250. But that necklace is twelve. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. If anybody's watching wants a, a grill like that for forty grand, I got you. All right. I'm gonna have to charge you for uh, ad shares right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that one is that. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Lil Yachty multicolor grill. That would be twenty grand. Thirty-five thousand. Yeah. So that's thirty-five. And how the fuck is that two fifty? It's the emerald cut, bro. Come yeah, on. the emerald cut. All right. Come on. Uh, Drake, 42 engagement ring necklace. That was supposed to be around 15 million, right? Okay. But that could be lab, that could be natural, it's hard to tell. Uh, it says 12.5 million. Yeah, 12.5, so can I get a point for that? That's definitely a point, you got okay. a point. I'll give you a point, a point for that two. one and a little, little yacht. Yeah, okay. That's two, so. And I want a point for Quavo's emerald cut grill. I mean, two fifty for a fucking grill. But come but, on, bro. That's the, that's your example. You said somebody would prefer I'll, to I'll lose spend on Beyonce. more. You, yeah. Somebody. The the mentality is somebody would prefer to spend more and get ripped off more. I want to see the receipt, bro. <laughs> Whatever. All right, keep it moving. Let's do, let's roll. All right, bro. This was a moment. Yeah. So this little Uzi Bird's eleven carat pink diamond that was encrusted on his skull. That was supposed to be around 20 million, around there. 24 million. 24 million, yeah. And oh, how yeah. long did that last? Um, uh, how long did that last? Someone took it out of his forehead when he jumped into the crowd. That's what he said. But, uh, but they don't care about that shit. But like, that try, was again. Trying to get was, an insurance claim on that. That was also could be lab, bro. You know what I'm saying? Well, you mean lab? What that mean? The, the diamonds are grown in a lab nowadays. A lot of pinks. A lot of big stones, they come out VS. So, you know, a diamond forms in the ground because it's so hot and there's so much pressure. But now, in the years 2023, you could recreate those conditions in a lab, pop out with a diamond, and again, a lot of people got God out there, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You sell something to Uzi for $24 million. Supposedly. How much did it really cost? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Do, do you want to make, uh, you know, $23.5 million right now or not? Why off not? of one sale, fuck little Uzi, right? You know what I'm saying? That's push what the salesman the, would say. Push him off the side of a, a, a building. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's some people think, but people don't believe that. But that's on them. You want to get ripped? You want to get robbed? That's on you, bro. You know? But I know he didn't pay no twenty-four million dollars on that. He's good. He's Gucci. Let me see the certificate, little Uzi. Prove me wrong. It was a, it was it was big news. I remember. I remember. Twenty-four mil. Twenty-four mil on my forehead. Uh huh. Last but not least, you got that right, by the way. Right. Slick Rick gold chain set. Right. 
Slick Rick. You and Slick Rick kind of got like the same little thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, he put his money in the right places on that end. So that look, let's say it's uh, 150. Quarter mil. A quarter mil. Okay. 250,000. 200. I'll give you that one too. Okay. So out of six, you got five right. Right. But remember, Beyonce's necklace is $12 million. It makes a lot more sense for that to be $12 million than it does for little Uzi's one stone to be $24 million. But we're mean, not going to talk about it. All right. But but before, no, 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 no. Keep, keep me there. Yeah. Do but you, the, the winner, five, the, on, here's the prize. Since I it? lost the point, there's a winner in here. You know what I'm saying? So if you could guess the price of this chain, you get to keep it. That chain. That chain right there. Can I feel it? Yes. You want me to put it on your... No, this is not my steez. Not your steez. $3,000. Oh, come on, bro. How are you going to hit me with 3000 for this, bro? 3000 Because, first off, this looked like it's heavy. Yeah. It's a white gold 14 carat. How about I give you 6000 to keep, take the chain back, bro? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The chain is was about fifty grand. This chain is? Yeah, this chain is about fifty grand, bro. It's a diamond Cuban. What? Hold on. This is 50 okay. grand. Let me show you. Let me show you, Cam. Give Talk me this for me. a second. If I took this and put this on my teeth like this, uh -huh. then you'd say it's 50 grand? No. Well, you know, your little Yachty's, he, you know, his grill cost 40 or 50 or, or whatever he correct. said, right? Correct, correct, So I could make how many grills out of this chain? Uh, four. Yeah, four or five. So, you know what I'm saying? That's the way you could kind of measure it out as far as materials is concerned. Yeah. But this is my gift to you. Maybe give it to... Uh, some of your friends or whatever it is, if it's not your steed. No, I'm dev I, I, I don't give a gift away, bro. All right. Well, whatever that. it is, you you know, but this is about 50, 50 grand. Thank you, bro. Yeah, my pleasure. Ah! Thank you for, for having me, man. My friends give good gifts. You want me to lock it for you? Or you got it? Oh. Out of respect, I'm gonna keep it on for the rest of this doggone show. Hold on. Do I got it? It ain't fake, is it? Nah, my brother. <laughs> Come on, bro. Don't do but but Don't talk do to me. Thing. This is where I wanna call yeah. who's got it and who's don't. Right. Right? Right. How many of your clientele, out of 100% of your clientele, mm -hmm. right? So that number could be discretionary. Mm -hmm. How many of them really have the capital? To pay, or is it payment plans? Right. No, they um uh, about fifty percent should be buying jewelry. Maybe the other fifty percent they could have been better off without splurging. I'll be honest. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But fifty grand, fifty percent of them um uh, you know some of them are business owners. You know uh, when you buy a plain Jane watch, you keep the value. When you're buying gold chains, it doesn't matter if you spent millions of dollars on gold. You could cash that in at any time. Gold is not a luxury product. Gold is a, 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 just a transfer of value. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you're buying acres of land, it's not because you, you splurged on acres of land. You still have the value in the acres. You just transferred your dollars into a different type of value. So you have to learn how to play the value game, period. Whoever's watching this, if you don't know how to play the value game and how to move your money around, you're going to be subservient to people who do. Give you an example. Free game, right? Right. Bought to you by Boogie himself. Right. 
What is this? A uh, cup of water. If I take this cup of water right. and I go into the airport, will this same cup of water right. be the same price? Um, yeah, water should be free and uh, available uh, to everybody. But, but if I go buy some water... Right, it'll be different value. Okay. Different value. If I take this same cup of water... To the Sahara Desert? Let's say, and, and go into my kitchen to right. get it. Right. How much would this water be? Free? Free. Right. If I take this same glass of water or right. the right. amount of water right. and I try to go to a football game. Right. It'll be, you know, different dollars. Ten bucks, some dollars. shit. Moral of the story? Find the value in a place. Yeah. And, and here's the other moral of the story. If you take this cup of water to someone who's dying of thirst, they'll give you everything for it. Even right. their life. Right? Yeah. E they'll give you everything or whatever it is. So, mm. you know. And one other thing I tell people, right, you know what I'm saying, like a Warren Buffett, he is about 93 years old, is worth $105 billion. And young people watching this, how much of that $105 billion would he spend? To buy to more years of buy his life. 10 years of your life. Probably a lot of it, right? So think about that. You have a value of billions of dollars of life. Just don't waste your time, you know what I'm saying? It's the value in it. It's what it is. If you put things in perspective, you're going to keep it moving and you're going to be successful. But if you're not, then... I love it. There's so much that I want to talk to you about, bro. I appreciate that, man. Matter of fact, before we... It's only right, though. Right. Talk to me about Mr. Beast, bro. Yeah. How did that even happen? It's two, really two things. Right. You... I mean, I forgot to mention... Not only are you a businessman or entrepreneur, you're right. an actor too. Right. You, we've seen you grace the movie screens and right. the uh, Uncut, Uncut Gems, Gems with yeah. Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously that with uh, Mr. Beast. Right. Talk me through the movie first. The How movie, you know, they needed a jeweler to play this scene with Adam Sandler, which they couldn't find the person that actually looked like a jeweler. Was that, that your, was that your uh, shop? Um, there was a scene in my shop as well, okay. but they shot it on a soundstage in Long Island. So, you know, I was there with Kevin Garnett um, uh, on, on stage with him for a couple of days and Adam Sandler. And that was a, uh, an amazing experience. I mean, this guy was really, really nice, particularly on set. Amazing guy, real humble dude. And they found me. I knocked it out of the park. I knew it was important for my business. So I knocked that out and um, um, I rocked with that, you know. Mm. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, they, his team needed some gold. And, um, you know, any interaction, business interaction I have, I make the most of that opportunity. They needed some gold. I make sure I make the, the transaction as smooth as possible. It's a positive and uh, interaction on their end. Then they come back for something else. I do this. I do extras. I do here, just like over here. You know what I'm saying? I come in here with some pussy-ass $3,000 chain. You know what I'm saying, bro? I'm, I'm doing business. That got correct, bro. This motherfucking tracks, bro. I ain't motherfucker coming the damn pussyfoot around. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not playing around in here, bro. So let me. So, so before we get out of here. Right. What's the most money you made it in a year? Uh, a couple of million bucks. No, we're like not that. doing that. We're not doing that. We got to keep it funky here for the people. Right, right, right. Because I, I want to make content that empowers and impacts people to... Not use their system to cry, it's using their system to be empowered to grow. Right. So, I mean, I made a couple of million bucks, so, you know, I put it into more inventory and shit like that because I'm trying to grow my money and keep it moving. I'm keeping my head down. When I was a kid, I fucked up. 
I um, uh, made a couple of dollars. I bought a sports car. I did this. I did that. And that cost me um, uh, $50 million in the end, right? So I should have um, uh, never moved out of my house. I should have never bought a sports car. I should have never even went to fucking dinner. I should have did the, the, the real deal, which is hard to do. Rice and water and keep your money in the game until you can spend it and not feel it. Okay, that's really the thing to do. And it's hard because what are you living for? But you got to find that balance. And you don't know where that balance is? Be disciplined with the money. Keep your money moving and rolling, right? You want to spend 10% of your wealth. You don't want to spend it all on something that you have or whatever it is. And the richer you are, the more you could spend on jewelry to begin with. You got to accumulate wealth properly. So there's a, there's a, a book, you know, to, to your point. So there's a point, get, uh, get this point across. It's called um, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, mm-hmm. right? And um, uh, people come to this guy and they're like, how did get you get so, so rich, right, in Babylon? They're working on the walls of Babylon. They're stacking bricks. They're like, yo, I can't take it anymore. How much more of this fucking shit are we going to do? When are we going to be rich? Let's go to the richest guy in Babylon. What does he tell him? He tells him, the money you earn, 70% of it is yours to keep forever. You got to understand that. You get paid $100,000, you take $70,000 and you roll it into value. You buy a property, you buy this, you buy that, or you buy gold, then you melt it down, you buy the property. It never leaves you. It just accumulates forever and ever and ever. The money, the value never leaves you. If you're handing off your value to someone else, you have to recognize your fault. You know, everybody, but there's different societies. American society is not a saving society. It's spend, credit card, enjoy, live now, live today. And that's good. You get to live life. Go over to China. They're going to sit here and take every capital and buy an apartment. And then they're going to buy another apartment. They're going to rent that out. They're going to wear rags. And they're going to do this and do that. And then their kids are going to enjoy. It's a game. Just put it in your perspective. Figure out which one you want to do and accept the consequences. You know what I'm saying? You're going to live a great life and die with nothing or you're going to die with everything and live a, a completely shitty life or you can find a balance somewhere in the middle. Nice. But make that conscious decision on what the fuck you're doing. Nice. How much money have you made? I make about two million bucks a year in my business right about now. In case... You know, the boys are watching, the Alphabet boys or whatever. They're not. Okay, good. You never know. But yeah, that's what I'd like to, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's my profit. And that's great money because over the course of 10 years, it's $20 million. It's not, uh, you know what I'm saying, an NFL contract. No, no, no. See, that's the thing right there. You, you, you it's gave fantastic, me co- you but I'm going to keep it moving. From you gave me quotes from uh, Warren Buffett. You gave me quotes from the richest man in Babylon. Right. Let me give you a good quote from humanity. Comparison right. is the thief of all joy. Right. No, it really is. So you just said, oh, it's not it the shit. Yeah. You give me a, a profession that gives me $2 million a year? Yeah. I'll be smiling from ear to ear. It's an amazing thing to own a business that brings you capital. I swear to me. It's, it's an asset. And I'm glad I invested my money on my birthday 19 years ago to be here with you today. There we go. That's a good end, ending point. So uh, before we end things here, as we always do, 
to close the show. We start here together. Get my chain, you feel me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much you say it was? 50 bands? 50 bands. 10 bands, 20 bands, 100 bands. That's not even a discussion, man. OMG. You ain't never worked with Drake? No, I never worked with Drake. Hey, Drake, holla at my boy. Who else you want to work with? Who do I want to work with? Um, I'll, let, I'll let them come naturally. I don't really even have a list of people. I want to knock out Mr. Beast. I got a great collection He's of people. He's the biggest YouTuber right yeah, now. Yeah, that's that, that works for that's me. That's free publicity right there. Um, you know, but he snapped. Kodak. I forgot about Kodak. I work with Kodak. That's fantastic. Good people. He's the man. Yeah. So we're going to start here together. Then we're going to go in there in unison. And then we're going to finish right there in the middle. You ready? Yep. One finger. Right. One pinky? Yep. One thumb? Mm-hmm. Let me see what you know what to say. All together, one love. I, I, it's one love, bro. One love, baby. We're gonna, come on. So, so that'll give you some inspo to try to help me create something, too. Right. One love. Bye. One love. Here we go. One more time. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. One finger? Right. One pinky? Mm-hmm. One thumb? All together? One, one love. love. Yeah! Motherfucking Max. <laughs> My God. Like you, bro. Touchdown. Yes, sir.